0: and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. My guest today is Heidi Gad. Heidi is an enthusiast of all things strange, as we all are at Rogue Planet. She's hosted radio shows focused on the UFO topic, but she recently announced that, having left the Phoenix Airwaves, she's launching a new UFO project. I've been anxious to hear all about this new UFO project of yours, Heidi, and what better way to learn about it than in an interview, right? So welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm super excited.
0: Well, you know, I know that's what I'm excited to hear about, but uh, we can talk about some other things first. Um, So I guess we'll start at our beginning, and I was first introduced to you. Um, at, you know, what, what better fitting place than a UFO conference or the international UFO conference, right? You were, you were, I don't remember if you were a volunteer the first year that I met you.
1: Um, I was just kind of there with, I was doing a different radio show at the time. Uh, it was called aliens with gas that morphed into the mothership radio show. And, you know, I know Alejandro like everyone else. And I was just there just kind of like helping out where I could. And then, The second year, this past year, 2018, I was there again, and this time I was, you know, helping out a little more. I helped set up and stuff like that, but um, it's one of my favorite events ever is the International UFO Congress. (laughs) I wish it could be every month, really.
0: (laughs) That would would be a little intense, but I understand (laughs) where you're coming from, yes. I, I sort of secretly wish that happened too. Um, I guess before I actually met you, I knew of you because of the radio show that you were doing at the time, Alien with, Aliens with Gas, and even prior to that. And and it's because of our mutual acquaintance, Danny Torgerson, who is... Uh, Arizona based musician, um, zany fellow and uh and and UFO enthusiast as well. So, <laughs> and I know he yes. was he was quite a quite a regular um on on your various shows. Yes.
1: So. Yes, yeah. He is hilarious and he is so into the subject and also an incredible musician. Absolutely. Cuz I'm a I'm a musician myself, so I like to hang out with musicians that like, you know, paranormal things
0: yeah absolutely and you know that's speaking to to danny's musical uh, abilities i was certainly impressed by his his musical abilities his insanely musical talent at <laughs> um the tender age of 14 uh that's the first time i saw danny first time i i yeah first time i had seen him perform and uh you know right away i knew that that he was special and uh probably the most insanely talented musician i'd ever met <laughs> a, at 14. and uh you know watched him grow over the years and helped nurture nurture his band and uh you know we all became friends and remain friends to this day so i i had the pleasure of watching little danny grow up and uh <laughs> blossom into the musical mad genius <laughs> that he is
1: Uh, he's gonna love hearing that (laughs) Uh, he's a funny guy
0: he really is and i love his energy at the international ufo congress i mean that that i think is is his happy place too
1: yeah it's all of our happy places
0: (laughs) so before we get into to hearing about your your new endeavor um Tell me a little bit about Aliens with Gas. How long did that go? What was that? Um, and just kind of talk about that experience.
1: So that was a really great experience. I, uh, Kevin and I... Kevin was already doing his normal show. He's a pretty well-known uh, radio personality, very talented at what he does. And he just... I was going in one day to promote a another show I was doing uh was at Tempe Center for the Arts with a Tycho drummer and he was like hey you're in Aliens I always wanted to talk about that on a show and so I was like yeah cool let's you know talk about it and so we did and we hit it off and then I just became a co-host with him on Aliens with Gas and then we morphed that we changed the name into the Mothership Radio Show and uh You know, it was going really well, uh, but then we ended up having some creative differences, so that's pretty much why I'm not doing that anymore, and I'd always wanted to do a show that was more visual, where I could get more into the video and just more into my weird of what I see in my head, (laughs) because you... You know, like you see weird stuff in your head and you want to try to put it down. And I'm not very good at physically drawing, but I can manipulate digital media. So that's pretty much where I am today with this.
0: You're speaking uh. my language. I totally understand <laughs> that. That's how my brain works. And uh, all right. Yeah. Jump right into it. You, you recently announced that you've got, got a new UFO project um, that's coming out soon. So go ahead and jump into it.
1: So it's called Aliens and Beyond, and the premise of the show is really education. Like, I want to grab the younger audience and get them involved in this entire scene, Um, and even the older audience, too. And what I'm really trying to do is put that educational factor on it so people who maybe hear things and are like, I'm not really sure what they're talking about, but that sounds like really interesting because, you know, all of us that are into it, like when we're talking back and forth, we know what we're talking about. But somebody who doesn't know those things, they, they don't know what we're talking about. They don't know what definitions are of these, you know, shortened versions of words we have and Abbreviations for things and so that's pretty much the route. I'm going with this um, And you know because I love talking about weird stuff
0: <laughs> Of course, no, I, I think that's a really important important thing to to uh, Talk about you know the educational aspect and the fact that many uh, you know people who give presentations uh, at conferences about UFOs tend to forget that not everybody in the audience is somebody who studies ufos you know they're they're not familiar with all of the things that you know we might take for granted or 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 that we assume that everybody knows obviously everybody knows who travis walton is you know just little things that seem like no-brainers to us we feel like we're talking amongst our people you know so we'll forget that there are people from the general public in audiences at conferences and you can't always assume that everybody knows All of the little things that we talk about in every conversation that we have. So I agree with you. And that's that's where my passions lie is like trying to step back and uh, focusing on the general public and trying to do the education and ignite that spark and get people curious enough to then go and look into it further on their own.
1: Exactly, because it takes a village. And if we're going to get anywhere with this movement and just getting people on board with the information that we want from the powers that be that have it, we need everybody to really recognize what is going on because there is something going on.
0: <laughs> right, right. You know? So Aliens and Beyond, what's the what's the general format of the show? How is it going to be delivered? Is it video? Is it audio? What is it?
1: Uh, So for the most part, it's going to be available as a YouTube channel. Awesome. Uh, And then I am going to be putting it up as a podcast. Perfect. Now, it's not going to be as cool as a podcast because you can't see all the weird stuff that I do with the video. (laughs) But for those that, you know, maybe don't want to watch a video, they can at least go there, go to the podcast and listen, you know.
0: I love that. And there's definitely, you know, separate audiences for those things. And having the visual elements on YouTube, and you've teased some of that visual element already, and I love it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's definitely something that, you know, while you're doing the show, you you also sort of mention here and there to encourage those just listening on the audio podcast to check out the video show because they get the sense they're missing something.
1: Right. Yeah, because I'm going to have, you know, my weird graphics and, you know, maps and All kinds of just whatever pops in my head. Like I equate it to remember that old show, um, Allie McBeal, how she would be, I don't know if you ever saw it. She was a lawyer, Mm -hmm. but she, how she would have these scenarios play out (laughs) while she was like watching something. Oh yeah. Like that's how I equate my life (laughs) to. That's perfect. I'm just going to put it on video. Because I've discovered my love of the green screen and oh my gosh, if I think anybody who has a creative side to them, if you can get a green screen and start experimenting with this stuff, you will just, you'll just be so excited and happy and you'll be able to get your stuff out. You know, It's
0: almost a dangerous, <laughs> scary thought. A creative woman who's discovered the power of green screen.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I'm excited and terrified at the same time. <laughs>
1: It's gonna be fun.
0: That's so great. Now, on this show, do you have a, a co-host as well?
1: Yes, Mace Byers, and he and I have actually been friends for over twenty-five years. Um, you know, since since I was born. <laughs> and um, he's a musician. He's actually a bass player. Uh, He's a very well-known musician. Uh, He was in that band Grey Days, which Mm -hmm. was uh, the lead singer from Linkin Park's first project here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, And he's, you know, he's done a lot. He actually was also in a band called The Zeros, and they wrote the original Howard Stern theme song. So I uh, encourage everyone to go check that. He'll probably kill me for saying this. He's not in the room right now, but I definitely encourage everyone to go look up the original Howard Stern theme song because (laughs) it's, uh, it's pretty comical.
0: (laughs) That is super awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's like super eighties and he was just a baby and, uh, it's pretty good. Oh, that's fantastic. So, you know, he's, uh, he's always been super into the whole subject and we've been roommates like five times Mm. and, um, we would always be up late talking about weird stuff and our roommates would be like, you guys are so weird. And we're like, yeah, we know. And, uh, we just get along so well and our chemistry is so natural that, uh, you know, I was like, Hey man, let's do this. And he was like, yeah, let's do this. I want to do it. So I was going to say it. with that
0: background in history, you're, you, you must have great chemistry. So that's, that's exciting right off the bat knowing that, uh, you two have that.
1: Yeah, because it's not going to be like a bunch of stuffy people like, oh, uh, you know, not that all shows are like that. But, you know, I just wanted to bring something really fun and fresh and exciting, really. So people just can get interested and understand that they can talk about this stuff and that they can ask questions, too, is the other thing. Because a lot of times I get all these people that always message me or call me and ask me, like, for instance, Heidi, what is this whole you UAP thing. What is a (laughs) UAP? (laughs) And I'm actually, you know, I'll be doing a bit about that on on this week's show. And it's just that whole element of people just not knowing. And even Mace wasn't aware of it, you know, and he's into it. So it's all these things I'm just really excited to give to the people, really. That's.
0: Really cool. And you mentioned that he's a musician, you're a musician. Isn't it mm-hmm. fascinating how so many people interested in UFOs tend to be musicians?
1: Right. It's like a creative thing. Like, right. What does that mean, Jason? Seriously.
0: Well, it's certainly <laughs> been a topic that uh, has been brought up so many times over the years. And, you know, I being a I don't call myself a musician. I'm a, I'm a hobbyist, but uh, I was certainly in the mu- music industry and in the business side for many years. And, uh, you know, I love surrounding myself with musicians. And so that's being somebody who who gravitates towards musicians has definitely, uh, you know, paid strong attention to that and noticed that over the years as I've researched UFOs. And the, the answer that I've come up with that satisfies myself is that, like you mentioned, you know, musicians are, are creative people and, you know, I, I think the brain of creative people works a little differently and, and is, is always looking at sort of looking at the, at the world and the things in the world uh, differently and, and, and creatively and sort of deconstructing them and, and wondering about other possibilities. And, and I think a big part of it for a lot of the people I've talked to also is traveling musicians, you know, they, they spend more time on the road, so they have more free time to read books, you know, to think about, the larger things in life, um, to see things out their van window as they're traveling down the road, driving across America, uh, lots of lots of reasons for for why you know it could be that they just have more time because they're living the star starving artist life. <laughs> but
1: right, and that's so true about the traveling. I toured at one point with a musician called Saul Williams. He's a poet, uh, slam poetry um, actor. He puts out records and. You know, it'd be like there was this one night. I don't even remember what state we were in. I think it was like up north, like Montana Mm. or Wyoming, somewhere driving through there. And I saw a UFO out the window, but Mm. everyone was asleep except the driver. And the driver was just like, I don't want to like shut up. I don't want to hear about it. I'm like, dude, stop right now. I want to look. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there's always that that time. And when you're out there and you can see all the stars and the city lights aren't you know, right there to screw everything up. It's, uh, it's so awesome to realize that we are just like the, such a small part of this entire puzzle in this whole thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're primarily a violin, violin player.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm, um, a violinist classically trained and then I'm also an electric violinist. So I, I rig up, a whole bunch of effects pedals, and it does not even sound like a violin sometimes. I always tell That's everyone, it's, you haven't heard something I've done that when I do like my solo work, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like a live horror film soundtrack. Wow. But I can do, um, I can play with rock bands, I can play metal, I've played hip hop, I've played Irish music, you name it, and I've done it. Um, and that's one thing that we're bringing into the show too, is Mace and I are writing all of the music for this. So we're going to have, you know, certain little jingles that we'll use for certain segments. And then, um, we're just going to write music all the time. It's like a way for us to almost score a film every time we do this.
0: That is rad. That's a a cool, (laughs) unique element to the show.
1: Awesome. Thank you. We think so too. We're really happy to be able to do that. And ironically, us knowing each other for this long, mm-hmm. we have never written music together. Wow. <laughs> Until just like the last 2 months. <laughs> we're like, "Why haven't we been doing this the whole time?" Yeah. Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it sounds like the perfect project for you guys.
1: Yeah, we're yeah, I think so too. And a lot of people are really excited about it, and so I I just really hope I can deliver. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
0: <laughs> thinking about your your violin and your like awesome futuristic electric violin, it's the complete opposite of like what I was used to dealing with. I, I managed a uh, a New York performance uh, organization, uh, music performance organization in New York for three years, and it was early music, all period music, from you know Baroque, Renaissance, Medieval classical oh. so they played period instruments so that is just like complete opposite thinking about electric instruments that was like no no and these were like very much period instruments i mean you know a lot of the instruments were were very old wood instruments the trombones weren't even trombones they were called sack butts <laughs> I just like saying that because sackbud is a hilarious word. So
1: but... There's only a few times in your life you get to use that word in a sentence, that's man. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> At least properly. <laughs> you can find other right. variations, I'm sure, but uh, all sorts of bad early music jokes, but uh, uh, that's pretty cool. So tell me a little more about your your origin into this whole field. Like, so... I know everybody has. Right. A, a interest <laughs> in some way to the topic of UFOs, UFOs and extraterrestrials. You already mentioned a sighting you had on tour, but what really got you interested into UFOs and extraterrestrials?
1: So when I was a young child, um, my family, we actually lived. So for those of you who are familiar with the Phoenix area, there's a mountain here called Superstition Mountains. And we my family, my mom and dad were like super hippie. So we like lived in this weird little commune, like out by the base of the mountains and I lived there until I was school age. And there were times where I would see stuff outside at night. Cause I used to just be like allowed to like go and sit outside. I'd be like three, four or five years old. And, uh, I know it like seems kind of like <laughs> dangerous now that I'm talking about it, especially having a small child. Um, and there, you know, there is a lot of really odd things I saw. Uh, my parents were are very open about the things that are different. You know, mm. they weren't they weren't like, oh, you have to conform to this one way of thinking, you know, think outside the box. So, you know, I there were times I see like really like heavy lights. And even at nighttime, I remember there were big lights coming in through our window. I don't know if I am an experiencer. I've talked about this before um, on the other show I was Mm -hmm. on. I really have no idea, but I have witnessed so many things over the years and not just on the UFO side, but also on the paranormal side of Mm. ghosts and things like this. I've seen poltergeist activity. I've seen orbs. I've caught this stuff on film and I've just always just you know, seen these things and been interested in it. And when I was like seven, eight years old, I would be going to the library and checking out all these books on the subject. My first ones were all on the UFO subject. And the librarian would be looking at me like, are you serious? You should be reading like uh, the Redford, you know, the big, what was that dog's name? The big red Clifford. Clifford Clifford yeah she was Clifford like, you the big
0: be... red dog yeah yeah
1: yeah she's like, you should be reading this stuff and Dr. Mm-hmm. Seuss and I'm like, well, I do, but I really want to you know read this stuff and she just like shake her head at me and then give my parents like an even stranger look and <laughs> nice. I just it's always it's just something that's been inside of me for my entire life and I've you know talked to people like you and um, all the other amounts of researchers out there and I just, I can't stop. Yeah, <laughs> It's a strange addiction I have, but that's pretty much how I got into it. And, you know, my people growing up, just like everyone else who's in the field, we had all those instances where they were like, why are you looking into this? Like, what is going on with you? And they, you know, it kind of ridiculed me a little bit here and there, but I got thick skin. So I'd just be like, whatever, <laughs> you'll see one day. Uh,
0: and isn't isn't it interesting, more times than not, that after that little bit of ridicule, that little bit of, you know, laughing stops, you find out that they're actually interested.
1: Right. Like they have yeah. a story to share, too. Yeah. Why do people do that? Why can't they just be like, you know, normal and... No, non sarcastic.
0: It's the defense mechanism, you know. That's that's the the stigma that that still exists, you know. And we've we've grown up knowing that that exists. So the natural response, the default response, is to laugh or joke about it until you find out somebody's taking it serious. They're not going to make fun of you. Then you can let
1: your guard down. Right. Yeah, and that's what I really want to promote with the show, too, that I'm doing, Aliens and Beyond. Aliens and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know why we came up with that name, but it just worked. So,
0: <laughs> You know, it's it's very descriptive. You know what the show's right. about.
1: Exactly. Because that was the thing, is I was like, I'm not sure I want to definitely only talk about extraterrestrials, yep. um, because there's just... You know I don't know if it's all related, you right. know it's there's so much we don't know,
0: right, and like you said, your interests go beyond just UFOs and extraterrestrials as do mine, you know i, I we're fellow fellow strangers, you know we we like the strange and we like uh exploring the strange, so yeah. <laughs> I get it yeah all right and there's so, more of us out there oh yeah no that's it's a big community for sure. Yeah. So when does Aliens Beyond start? How, do you have a, a plan for how, how frequent the show is going to come out?
1: So our goal is to do it once a week. Okay. Now that, that's ambitious? That's, yeah, that's a loose thing right now. Sure. Um, we're actually filming our full episode today. Um, so depending on how long it actually takes me to put the whole thing together because I want it to be very pro- Um, it, you know, it might be every other week at first. Mm -hmm. And then as we kind of get into the rhythm, we would love to do it every week because there's so much information out there and I have so much to talk about.
0: (laughs) That's exciting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's what we're hoping at least.
0: All right. Where can people go to watch and or listen to this fantastic show?
1: So it's real easy, everybody. It's aliens and beyond anywhere so you could go to the youtube channel aliens and beyond we've got a facebook page we've got twitter we've got instagram i got soundcloud i do have a website but it has nothing up on it yet hopefully by the time the show airs <laughs> there'll be something up there because um, this project really just began about a week and a half ago yeah so- you're full
0: steam ahead that's awesome I am. You don't yeah. mess around.
1: No, I don't.
0: <laughs> I get it. You get the idea in your head and you want it out.
1: Yeah, it has to get out of here. Otherwise, it's going to like make me grow something weird on my face or something. Right. You know? no, I totally get that. <laughs> so, But yeah, so you guys can just find anywhere. I recommend going to the YouTube channel and subscribing, please.
0: <laughs> and it sounds like that's going to be the preferred way to consume this show. Um, being that the visuals, uh, sound so enticing.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Excellent. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I am so excited. You have no idea how much uh, it's been bugging me, not bugging me, but just like, I've been so amped to talk to you about this because (laughs) as soon as I saw you post about this, I go, "Uh Oh, that sounds awesome.
1: (laughs) Thank you, man. That means a lot. I'm super excited.
0: No, I wish (laughs) you the best of luck. I'm happy to help in any way I can. And uh, yeah, wishing you all the luck. I can't wait to become a big fan of this show.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Jason. You're awesome.
0: Another big thank you to Heidi for hanging out today to tell us more about her new UFO project. I know I'm looking forward to seeing the end result. Well, June is rapidly approaching, and as we previously announced, Maureen Ellsbury and I will be hosting a couple panels at Denver Comic Con again this year. One is about UFOs in pop culture, and the other is about government paranormal investigations. The schedule is just coming out now, so we'll have more specifics soon. But Denver Comic-Con takes place the weekend of June 15th, and more information about the event as a whole is at denvercomiccon.com. For the millions of you who are huge fans of this show, have you checked out the Rogue Planet store yet? You can buy your very own unknown shirt. Just go to store.rogueplanet.tv and check out what we have available. And we're adding new stuff all the time. RoguePlanet.tv is our website. That's where you'll find this show, as well as all sorts of other strange content. Unknown is available on Apple Podcasts and other usual podcast locations, too. So if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review if you feel so inclined. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do me a favor, friends. Stay strange.